0: With the acceleration of remote work, today's job seekers have lots of options. And they're savvy researchers of potential companies interested, of course, in salary and benefits, but other differentiators like flexibility and company culture. What do people seem to value? Is it inclusive? Would I belong?
1: very focused on inclusion and belonging because I certainly have been invited to participate in things and it was not lost on me that they needed me for representation. You know, often I had been the only woman in a room or the only Latin person. Representation matters to allow us to feel safe, to not feel alone, to, you know, have a kindred spirit. That's not the only thing that matters, but we can't discount how important it is.
0: That's Carmen Canales, Novant Health's Senior Vice President and Chief People Officer, and you're listening to Industry Insights, a healthcare podcast presented by Novant Health. I'm your host, Gina DiPietro. Instead of focusing on personnel management or administrative tasks, today's HR departments increasingly spend their energies on employee engagement and strengthening culture. Listen as Carmen explains a forward-thinking approach that organizations are taking when it comes to ditching traditional views of HR. Thank you for listening. Carmen, you prompted the renaming of human resources at Novant Health to the people and culture division. What exactly does that mean and why did it seem like the time to adopt this title?
1: Thank you, Gina. I had the opportunity to come in and to assess the human resources team and was asked to do a bit of a turnaround. I had an opportunity to spend time listening. I was able to hear that while folks hadn't had good relationships in some cases or good experiences with the then human resources team, they weren't consistent. We had operational issues, things took too long, we weren't transparent about how things were done. And so listening to the people that we serve and with whom we have the privilege to work really informed that people want a people and culture team to be at the table. It was the time to say, you know what, We are not a traditional HR team. We are not old fashioned. We are not here to have red tape. We are here for you. We share the same goals that you have. We understand your concerns. Nothing about us is intended to be negative or punitive.
0: I think that's great because historically I do think a lot of employees kind of had this bad connotation about HR.
1: You know, there are TV shows about it, but there are memes, there's everything out there about how HR is, you know, HR police, how you're in trouble with HR. And I would just say that cannot be further from the truth. We are here to understand the strategy, to inform the strategy and to solve problems. So we are all about the people and all about the culture that we're creating. Additionally, it really speaks to our desire and our focus on ensuring that we are an inclusive place where everyone can thrive, where everyone can belong. I'm somebody who was raised in the Midwest, in Michigan. I'm a Detroiter proudly. How can I use that to inform what I do, to you know, bring that lens? And so that informs my empathy and to think about what good can I do? What difference can I make? And it may be up to me to get the conversation started. I find that so invigorating and so rewarding.
0: Some say the healthcare industry, and I'm sure other industries experience this as well, but it's known to be very slow when it comes to cultivating change. How do you begin to break down that mindset of, well, that's how we've always done it and move past that status quo? Because I imagine when you came to Novant Health, as you were sort of reassessing what this now people and culture division would look like, that you encountered some of that.
1: So, you know, a couple of things come to mind. One is that, again, focusing on brand identity. How does what we do as HR professionals align with the brand, which requires frequent communication, communicating things three times, three ways. Additionally, it's attracting talent who come from all walks of life, having a diverse talent pool at every level to reflect the communities that we serve. Just by doing that, the ideation, the innovation is going to increase. This requires courage to go beyond you know, what we used to do. What we used to do may have been lovely and may have served the need at the time. However, that's not going to get us there. The world is forever changed. It's our opportunity not just to keep up with it, but to get ahead of that by harnessing the talent and the wonderful ideas a diverse group of committed individuals can bring to the table.
0: I'd like to dive into that concept you mentioned of a diverse talent pool. Traditionally, Novant Health has hired people who work in a state where there's a healthcare facility. So the Carolinas, Virginia, Georgia, but it's my understanding that you've been working to move away from that and instead find the best talent for the role, no matter where they live. Explain your philosophy on this and how you went about it.
1: I find this so exciting. At heart, I'm a recruiter. The world is our talent marketplace, and it's such a great opportunity. Why limit ourselves to just where we have had a geographic footprint? Certainly, I'm mindful of the tax implications and legalities and continue to work with wonderful individuals who will help us sort through those things, but we really should not use that as a barrier. Again, for our clinicians and people closest to the bedside, well then certainly we'll need folks in a particular location so that they can treat people as needed. However, even with all of the wonderful progress that's been made in terms of remote visits, video visits, that is the result of people thinking really creatively and really having a solution orientation. The best talent for the opportunity that you have in front of you, may be in another country, maybe in another state, why not figure it out? It is so worth it.
0: We're having our conversation today remotely. The nine to five in a traditional office setting is becoming a thing of the past, right? COVID-19 changed people's expectations around balance and flexibility. Explain what you've seen and what your approach will be to meeting the expectations of today's workforce, especially younger generations who may have different expectations.
1: Much of our workforce can be remote and will be primarily remote. We need to do things like purposeful innovation days. Use that time, not just to be in a cubicle or an office to be on more Zooms, but use that time to brainstorm, to collaborate, also to check on each other, to keep building community and to do all of that in person on some occasion, certainly mass and distance. Additionally, I'll go back to communication Gina. High communication is key, especially if the only way that you were talking to somebody is by Zoom or is by phone or whatever it may be. You know, chit chat as you would have if you are in person. And then formally we have things in place. At the moment we have weekly system calls. Any of our 37,000 team members who are interested can join for a full hour or for a few minutes as schedules permit to have access to leaders, to have access to clinicians, to hear about all of the things that we're celebrating, that we're doing well during the pandemic, and to get us together, to get us on the same page and to rally, to keep inspiring each other and to keep going.
0: What other ways can companies keep a remote workforce engaged and kind of deliver that high communication, as you put it?
1: For example, we have business resource groups, an opportunity for folks with similar interests to come together and meet by Zoom or in person, whatever the case may be, with some cadence. And in that case, it's an idea for community building and to talk about things maybe besides your particular role. I started something called Coffee with Carmen. Again, an opportunity for anybody in the organization who would like to talk to me as a chance to share ideas, to ask questions. Those are one-on-one conversations. We have 10-minute slots. People can sign up and talk to me about whatever you would like me to advocate for, to look into, to help you resolve something. And I'm really excited about the changes that we've made in the past year and about more that are coming.
0: Is there anything else that you would add or anything else that you would share with folks who possibly their company is also going through a similar culture change?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would just recognize that this is a really difficult time for all of us, but don't give up hope. I believe in the goodness of all of us wanting to solve this world situation together as a human capital professional. This is where it's at. Absolutely. If we pause to think about what are all of the good things that we can do To serve the people with whom we work, you know certainly balance that with operational needs of the organization. We may not be able to do everything all at once, but there are lots of things that we can do that aren't even monetary to make people feel heard. Take some time, you know, reflect, think about how can I make a difference today. It starts with me. I challenge and invite everyone do something today that really fosters the special culture of your own organization. It really matters, and people are looking to you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Industry Insights, a healthcare podcast presented by Novant Health. I invite you to listen to another conversation I had with Tanya Blackman, where we talked about the organization's approach to fostering inclusion and belonging. As Novant Health Executive Vice President and Chief Diversity, Inclusion and Equity Officer, Tanya has great insight into how the organization has approached this, not as a program, but a culture change strategy. You can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to Novant Health Podcasts.